Who am I? Yeah. Who who is this guy? This is the first time we've ever had a cartographer on. Uh, True. So uh, true story. You know, well, I I can preface this saying we met you at CryptidCon in 2022. Yep. um, And we that's where we met Cryptids of the Corn. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Cryptids of the Corn in the chat. Hey guys. Um, You you know, Necro, Julie, all you guys in the chat. Shout out chasing mountain builders. We I saw Stoner's dad in there earlier. Um, (laughs) But uh, so you know, we met a lot of great people and. we saw your map hidden Ohio. Yeah. And uh, the second live stream that we ever did from the studio, Bob decided to pull this entire map out. Some of you guys <laughs> might remember that almost gave me a heart attack. This thing is, these things are high resolution prints. I mean, yeah. they are absolutely amazing. That's a big map too. I mean, and that's it's 38 by 50 map. There you go. Yeah. One of the bigger sheet sizes that you can yeah. print and um, still pretty much have a, a functional product barely, but um, I had to go big just to get everything on it and make it legible. Uh, yeah. It's not cheap to print that large of a sheet size. Most maps are like 24 by 36. It's a pretty standard uh, paper map size or 28 by 40. Uh, so I tried 28 by 40 when I first did the Ohio map, and it just wasn't readable. It was The yeah. print was very small to begin with. Not that it's not here, but I, I feel like it's somewhat legible. And I have pretty thick glasses, so I, I can read all that fine print myself. You guys might need uh, a magnifying glass. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I got into map making um, as a career, uh, as a geography major uh, at various Ohio schools. Uh, so shout out to Ohio Public Education. Nice. Second or post-secondary. Came came down from the Chicago area to go to college and um Ended up really enjoying my geography courses. I was not a, a major in geography, but I liked it so much that when I graduated, um, I wanted to go into geography uh, in grad school. So I did that for two years at the University of Cincinnati in their Department of Geography and uh, did the master's degree and didn't know what I was going to do after that. Who knows? Uh, didn't have a plan. Um, so... Uh, I was looking around, and back in the olden days, when you'd looked at newspapers, you'd find classified ads that had uh, jobs listed. And there it was. Cartographer, I don't know if they use that term, but need someone to help make maps. And it was this guy that was starting a little map company, or he had started a map company with his son. And um, they brought me in, and pretty early on, late 90s, before all this internet stuff and all the, the modern computer cartography uh, we started doing street maps for like chambers of commerce and mm-hmm. different cities. And we would go there and find the records to find where the new subdivisions were and get the plat maps and bring them in. We would scan them into the computer when we were using computers to draw the maps. Um, but with the graphic arts program, not with like modern, like G- we have GIS now, geographic information systems, which are great uh, products to uh, build maps with nowadays, but uh, we were just kind of doing it on a blank slate on a graphic design uh, pad with no coordinate system in in the actual program. So uh, our maps were just um, just built from scratch. And uh, so we would do different cities. We did Sarasota, Florida, and a uh, map for the Cincinnati Chamber. And I'd go to uh, Mobile, Alabama to check the map. So I got to go to cities all over. It was great. Uh, it is, uh, you know, a 20 something year old to kind of get to see the country a little bit on somebody else's dime. Oh yeah. Oh man. So those are just standard street maps, boring maps. Um, I enjoyed it though. I, I, you know, map nerd. So I, I enjoyed making the maps and labeling the streets and, uh, 
just getting everything in on the map and making it a, a finished product, a unique creation, you know, that it was with our own, you know, a map is a map. It's got to have certain things on it, but uh, you have to pick and choose what you put on the map because not everything fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I was doing that. And then um, about five years into it, I, I got the uh, notion to make a map that pinpointed where all the bagpipe bands are in the country because I play the snare drum in a bagpipe band. So I thought, I want to find out where all the bagpipe bands are. How many bagpipe bands do you think there are in in the U.S.? Any idea? Oh, I'll bet quite a few. 650. At least there were in like wow. 2000 when I yeah. when wow. I researched it. Yeah. And I also included Canada, and they had about 150. So I had about 800 bagpipe bands that I pinpointed <laughs> on a map of the U.S. And then I did other things. I put like Scottish yeah. Heritage Associations, you know, yeah. Scottish American clubs and awesome. uh, um, the Caledonian Societies and um, different things. Like, you know, it was, so it was a kind of a Scottish American cultural map. Yeah. Overall, Highland Games were on there. Cool. Um, you know, the Dublin Irish Fest that mm-hmm. we have here in town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Columbus. And any Highland Games around the country was on the map. So got sponsors to help with that and made the map, printed like 5,000, sold them for like a dollar at the Highland Games and stuff. And um, I, I had boxes of them in my basement for years. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a huge success, but it was fun. That yeah. was the reason I did it. Uh, very unique, nothing else like it. So uh, turn around then another five years after that, um, I thought of the same idea uh, for a map of the country after a buddy and I, Brian Davenport, shout out Brian, if you're uh, listening to this, or if you, I'll give you the link, you need to check this out. Uh, he said, we got to watch uh, a movie called The Mothman Prophecy. So Hello. I think we actually went to Blockbuster and got it. Oh, it's, it's this was like out. 2000, 2001. I love that this movie. was 2004 2000. or five at okay. this point, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we rented it. And I knew it was a movie. I knew Richard Gere was in it. I had no idea it was what it was going to be. Yeah. I just thought it was yeah. a Richard Gere movie. You think he's just going to have a lot of t-shirts with holes in them. My God, that was, <laughs> that was a rough closet. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Told you. Get the mothballs. Uh, Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I had never chat. heard of Mothman. What's a Mothman? Neither. Yeah, same. Yep. Same. Watched totally it. Guard. I was floored. I'm like, what is this? This wow. is based on a true story? Yeah. And it's just down the river from Cincinnati, and I've never heard of it? Right. I had to go immediately. Like, not that day, but I think we went shortly thereafter. My kids were little. We threw them in the car. I think we threw the family dog in the car. And with Brian and his partner, Jill, we uh, drove to Point Pleasant one day. Wow. I had to check it out. I just had to see it for myself. And um, and then the map was born. Like, I got to pinpoint stuff like this on a map. Yeah. Because there was nothing like it. That's really cool. And, you know, the internet was around, but again, it wasn't what it is today with the resources and anything and everything you can imagine. Right. So I started researching and I was like, going to do haunted spots at first. And then I'm like, but that doesn't include Mothman. I need Mothman. So let's look at all the weird stuff. And and Jim Willis's book had just come out, Weird Ohio, Mm -hmm. or he was just researching it. I I found him. I stumbled upon Jim uh, with his group, Ghosts of Ohio. So I fill out an application like, oh, that sounds like fun. I got to I gotta join that group <laughs> and uh, put in the application. They interviewed me. I told them I'm doing this map. I brought up a mock. It wasn't even out yet, but a mock copy that I just printed off a big plotter and um, 
So we chatted about it, and he was a great help, great resource for haunted places in Ohio. And um, so after a couple of years of research and looking at books, and uh, there's a whole bibliography on there for all the books I use, Lauren Coleman's books for cryptozoology, mm-hmm. uh, other other uh, resources. Uh, two years later, the map was came out, first edition, 2007. And... Um, Couple people like sponsored it. I was very gracious to them because it's a really weird subject, and they had no idea who I was or what this and was going to be. In Ohio, right? That, that was hidden this Ohio. Is the first one that you did. This was the first. Yeah. One. This and is yes. We'll get into this because we do have some. I'm holding it up. But we yep. do have some graphical images of of uh, some of your stuff as yep. well, which kind of helps paint the picture. I mean, Bub really wants to unfold this. Yeah, thing on I, I should have right brought now. an yeah. unfolded <laughs> one. I should have <laughs> brought a big. Un, a no, I mean, we'll copy. pull. I think we should. I think Bub, we have a plan, and we can totally do it. Okay, um, we can do that. It's in the fourth edition now because uh, every few years, you know, I make some Adding updates. Stuff to it. But the first year it came out. Uh, um, I was just, I started going around and asking people if they wanted to sell it in the stores. Um, I, th- I think I sold it online somehow. I'm not sure how I figured that out. <laughs> uh, but it was mostly just trying to get it in the stores and, and different places to sell. And luckily, Half Price Books came along and, and decided to carry it. And they have like 15 stores in Ohio. Oh, yeah. I used yeah. to always go to Half Price yeah. Book on. You got five mm-hmm. in Columbus. So you got five in Cincinnati. I think they have four or five in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Or um, in Cleveland, they have mm-hmm. one in Columbus. Or uh, one in Dayton. And, and so they, they're spread out well across the state. And uh, that really helped the distribution of the map. And then um, just continued on updating the map over the years. And now it's in its fourth edition. Um, and I continue to make updates and make it more aesthetically pleasing and people send me information on adding new stuff or they tell me the old stuff is gone like Mudhouse Mansion got torn down. Okay. If you're familiar mm. with that. No. I'm uh, so I had to take that, that off the map. Interesting. Yeah. hmm So there are changes. You know, a place, once it's haunted, like people think it's haunted forever and maybe it is, but there's been a couple locations that have uh, been torn down. Mudhouse Mansion, which is east of Columbus in the middle of nowhere, was this dilapidated house that people would try to go to um, because it was supposed to be haunted. And the owner was not receptive to people going sure. there. He didn't live there, and I don't know if he lived nearby, but um, he would often meet people uh, with uh, persuasive measures not to oh boy. <laughs> uh, continue <Wow>. being there. <clears throat> so it finally got torn down. And if you look that up, I think it's on YouTube, uh, when they – tear down Mudhouse Mansion with a crane, someone hung a, a sheet in the window to look like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then there's a uh, hall in uh, at Miami University that they tore down uh, for a new building, and that was, I believe, Reed Hall, and that had been haunted. So does the ghost continue on? You know, in the new building, or now that Mudhouse Mansion is gone? I wonder. I don't know. know. We you know wonder. one example where... Apparently that that has happened what? that I've heard of uh, the Dollar General in oh, Adams yeah. County across the road from the alternate universe rock shop. Oh yeah, in the House of Fake Ops, yes. that house across the street was ridiculously haunted, and mm-hmm. nobody could ever buy or sell it. It was just like a hundred and sixty year old house or whatever. Oh. They tore it down. Build a Dollar General there. I remember they built that. I used and, to live out there. Yeah, and uh, Tom Johnson and Terry. Yep. Uh, 
they both have come to us with mm-hmm. and told us stories about the managers that are working there, the sales associates, At the general, and we've talked uh, to the ladies. Yeah. That I in asked there the clerk well. the other one time, and Bub she was asked. just like, "Why would you ask that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just, I've heard. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just curious. Yeah." And yeah. she's like, "Yeah, there's. She's like, there's a guy. It's a guy. Mm-hmm. She's like, he'll run through here and like knock a box of cereal off the shelf. Or see, that's a new building, a couple years it's old, right? New. But she's like, like old, usually yeah. around certain certain right time away. of day, uh, X, Y, or Z will happen. But yeah, but it was just funny because when I said like. <laughs> She's a nice girl. She just stopped and she was just like, what made you ask? I was like, I don't, sorry, we're just down the street working on, you know, we're doing, we're doing something for the, um, Did, didn't they um, come and had all the change out of the cash register was on the ground and they created this like geometric pattern Whoa. with all the change on the floor. And it created this like circle with this weird kind of pattern, like almost like a crap circle thing. Yeah. Like a out geometric of, out of change. Huh? Um, and yeah, I mean, who knows? That whole area is a, basically a giant portal. Of it is. It is. It's anyways. it's a crypto explosion zone mm-hmm. in there. Um, it's a wide radius of area. My uncle used to live in that right on US forty one, up the road from the house of fake ops, um, and uh, I was just up the street from him, just north of Sinking Springs. Sinking Springs is, is a weird place. It is. And there's a lot of natural springs and mm-hmm. water and rivers mm-hmm. and and right. that's the kind of the energy of the water and and the the crater. Yep. It's all just a recipe for strange. <laughs> Fort Hill is right there. I live yeah. a mile north of Fort Hill as the crow flies. And let me tell you what I found out um, because you are absolutely right. That is a weird area, and that's one reason I made the map. I said if we put all of these different subjects and lay them together, overlap them on a map, haunted, uh, ancient American earthworks. Not that I think they're paranormal or haunted, but they're mysterious. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? They I could be at the same connected. time. Not it's saying what, they are, but there's a potential, right? Like, we don't know. It's there's potential. so mysterious in so right. many ways because uh, we don't know everything about them and right. why they were built. And, and what I'm, as a Ooh. geographer... Why they chose the location for these? Most of them are. Honored. Do you have certain ones in particular that you say that about? Well, I pinpointed eighty-five or so um, earthworks and mounds in mm-hmm. Ohio that you could visit. I didn't want to put any that are out there, right? That are on private sure. property that would cause people mm-hmm. to trespass. Sure. And there are thousands in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, most of them on private property, but the ones I put, you can. Visit them, or you can at least drive by in your car and see them from the road. And and people, some people love that. And I do. I I put on the map what I like. Let's be honest. Right. I mean, it's my map. I put on what I like. So I I love right. ancient American uh, earthworks and mounds. So I I put them on the map. Um, the question is, why are they located where they are? Uh, they're often near water. Obviously, uh, Native Americans needed water for. Everything sure. uh, for transportation, for drinking and cleaning, and uh, just like we still need it today. All our big cities, for the most part, are on or near a river or, or a lake or something, except for these modern cities like Phoenix that we can now live with air conditioning. But um, so I put that all on the map and like, let's, let's get the haunted spots, let's get the Mothman sightings, let's get. Um, Ancient American earthworks. I I tried to put some UFO sightings on there, and I quickly realized the map would fill up 
right? And be illegible if I put every just make it one big UFO. The whole just one big dot over Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, same with Bigfoot. Honestly, I mean, there's so many big. I couldn't put every Bigfoot sighting. The the map would not be legible. So I did a a representative sampling where I felt like there are definitely more in southeastern Ohio where it's hillier and forested and more remote. And and so I I showed more on the map. I feel like it's a good representative of the number that there actually are. Makes sense. And um, I did put dates. Uh, based on BFRO, that their database, okay. and they they let me use it with to give them credit. So thank you BFRO, nice, because uh, they accumulate the reports, and you can go in on their website and read the reports. Uh, some specific things are uh, left off to protect my right, people's right, identity. Right, right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read through those, and um, you know, I picked and chose a little bit because some of them you just read them and like something isn't quite right about that and i i don't want to be like i don't want to create censorship but i just use my judgment right uh and and put the those on there so to get back to this layering of all these different subjects i'm like am i going to see a pattern i don't know if i did all said and done again because i didn't put every haunted spot on i didn't put every ancient american earth where i didn't put everything on the map that there is right so the data set is not complete on my map it can't be because there's so much uh, if I had a computer program and and I which I do, and if I plugged them all in and started adding more, maybe something else would come up. But I tell you, what's going to come up is where there are more people, there are more sightings. Just because the more eyes you have on things, and the more mm-hmm. people there Absolutely. are, the, the more interactions there are. Right. So when you look at my national map, you see in the Great Plains there are not a lot of things going on because people aren't there. They're not there to witness these things. Right. And you have your van meter visitor that's kind of out there in the middle of the, it's it's very you have much that right up. yeah you have your peppered in you have some yeah. peppered in but um, you don't have the huge clusters yeah um, out in the Great Plains and the Mountain West but uh, then you get out to the coast and Seattle San Francisco and 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 stuff and and you get big yeah. clusters again and of course you've got Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest but yeah. Um, so is it the phenomenon of the tree falls in the woods, but nobody's there to, you know? Right. Exactly. So maybe not that they're not, not there, happening, but right. no one has. No, I, ex- that, the squirrels maybe are witnessing it. <laughs> <laughs> the prairie dogs. <laughs> and who knows? Um, yep. And also, guys, this uh, the Hidden Ohio map is northern West Virginia and northern Kentucky. It is. If you draw a square around Ohio, yeah. and you get some other states in there. Especially yeah, right. West Virginia. <clears throat> West Virginia yeah. is just a wild I mean, and wonderful. Kentucky, yep. Southern Ohio, mm-hmm. West Virginia. That whole is like a triangle. That Ohio Valley. Yes. The Ohio River Valley. That's where it really powers up. It is. It does. What's your what's your favorite? I mean, you said you really like the ancient um like earthworks, right. mounds, yep. Out of those and out of kind of researching or visiting mm-hmm. what has been maybe one of your tops. I mean, just mm-hmm. You could go and visit it all the time. I don't know what what's what's your go to. Yeah, that's a good one. I, obviously, Serpent Mound. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's the biggie, um, and I always recommend people go see it. Yeah, um, because it's so unique. It's the largest effigy mound in the world, and it's right there in Ohio. And I'm I'm always surprised that people who haven't gone to see it, um, who are close, and um, you know, I saw it for the first time. 
I'd been in Ohio for maybe five years and my parents came out and we went out to see it. Nice. Took my little nephew. He's not little anymore, but uh, we went to see that. And then we went to the seven caves on US 50, okay. which was a tourist trap of sorts, okay. uh, which has now been preserved for the Ark of Appalachia and they've oh, protected nice. it as the Highland Nature Sanctuary. Cool. But at the time... Uh, it was called Seven Caves, and it was like on the old Rand McNally Road Atlas as a point of interest. Oh, wow. Um, and the, they had the trails down into a gorge. is a really cool gorge uh, that goes along the Rocky Fork there in Highland County, which becomes Rocky Fork Lake. And um, the, the people that owned the property had put... Um, gnomes and little statues and lights in the crevices and all the bats had left because they kind of ruined the habitat. Yeah. Huh. So it became, it, uh, came up for sale in like 1995 and a, a woman from Columbus actually who owned a bakery, uh, Nancy Stranahan, uh, somehow through her own tenacity raised like a million dollars and bought it. Wow. And with that, she founded the Highland Nature Sanctuary, which has become the Ark of Appalachia, which is now a land conservancy that has tens of thousands of acres across southern Ohio and actually awesome. into uh, some of eastern Ohio, where they preserve land, they preserve uh, Native American sites. Uh, they uh, just recently saved a huge uh, plot of land, land where Pink Creek goes into the Scioto River south of Chillicothe, and that's known as the Junction Earthworks because mm -hmm. it's the junction of Pink Creek into um, that Scioto River. And that whole area along Route 50 from like Chillicothe west is probably one of the main epicenters of, of mounds and earthworks. And that was probably the heart of their culture, the mound building culture and, and Jeffrey Wilson uh, Jeffrey, if you're listening, part, pardon me. You're the expert. I, I can't. I don't want to try to get just into did five that. hours on our show like yeah. three weeks ago. I know, I know. And he'll be at Frogman to talk, and um, yeah. I'm excited to have him because um, he's the expert. But and uh, I just know the you know the the little points of int the main points of these. But the yeah. if you go along US 50, you see. Uh, some mounds that are have trees growing on them, and then um, there there are some mounds that are up off the the valley floor of the Paint Creek uh, that are now preserved. So uh, it's a great area uh, for Ohio to just show off its ancient American, Native American culture and heritage. So Junction Earthworks have were destroyed, unfortunately. Uh, mm. The ones along the Paint Creek in the Scioto River, there were probably mounds up and down the Scioto River. Uh, oh, ridiculous! Right. All right. over thousands. Most of them now destroyed by the plow, because that's prime farmland. So right. the junction, uh, they used lidar, uh, laser sure. radar to figure out where the mounds were, and they've um, saved them, preserved them. They now own them and perpetuity, I guess you could say, because they're a land trust uh, organization, and they've let the native grasses grow back, and they um, mow the shape of the mound. Interpretive mowing. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, so cool. By the way, allows the mounds to come back in, yes, in a way and visually in some yeah, way to visually. show it. By the way, yeah. much, much love to Ark of Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Love what they do. Yeah. I really wish Serpent Mound was still owned and run by them. Yep. And they did such a better job than what OHC is doing with Serpent Mound. And it was so much more open and mm-hmm. loving mm-hmm. and inclusive to everybody. I was like there for the many. The rangers uh, yep. that worked mm-hmm. there, Tim, yep. he would just go home and be, hey, boys, you want to keep flying that drone? I'm going home. You guys want to hang out? We yep. would fly the drone. We'd hang out after hours. He's like, hey, you're all good. I trust <laughs> you guys. He was so cool. Yep. Everybody there was amazing. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like this energy of, you know these like you're gonna play by our rules very corporate it's yeah it's just yep. a weird vibe out there mm-hmm. but man Art yeah, i remember tim and, and and all the different managers over the years yeah. megan and uh others who uh, were great and and I, my map is sold there at the gift shop which i appreciate uh that opportunity and it has been for a long time uh but for years i would go there and have a booth at the premises there right on the property for the summer solstice right oh that's cool and i met a lot of great people i believe it uh, over the years doing that uh the wilsons of course and and others and um great community great community bring, brings out a great uh interesting group of people to do that and the wilsons still uh continue to uh do that next door of yeah. course yeah uh, on their property which is great that they are right there and you can actually just walk over to the mound yeah, and enjoy nice. it uh i'm always busy on the summer solstice weekend unfortunately there's a lot going on that weekend yeah yeah it's uh yeah Comfest here in town yeah, it's not dull uh, there's a lot happening yeah the ohio scottish games take there place you go okay there you weekend go. every year the third Where's weekend that is in uh, northern Ohio. Cuyahoga County now hosts oh, okay. that, those games uh, at the fairgrounds. And for years it was at Oberlin College, mm. and then it moved to another fairgrounds outside of Lorain, Ohio. And now it's uh, at Cuyahoga County. And nice. they, I have uh, you know the pipe, pipe band competition that yeah. I am involved with and the heavy events, which is like the caber toss. Yeah, yeah. And this year they – That this stuff's so cool. Past year they did a jousting tournament. Good grief. <laughs> yes. Jeez. We saw a legit jousting Ooh. at the Renaissance at Fair. At the Renaissance Fair, yep. I was like, whoa, okay. This I think is, it was the same. Real. I think it was some of the nah, same guys. Give me that loot. Yeah, those. Th- this dude got real hurt. Yeah. He was on the ground for five, ten minutes and wouldn't get up. I'm like, and no. their armor is so heavy oh, yeah. that even falling off the horse oh, with that much armor, yeah. I think he got hurt from the weight of the armor and just falling weird. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, your body can't bend or move. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Oh, no, nope. I want to be like Yaskier from uh, uh, The Witcher. I'll just play that guitar, the minstrel. You're the bod. I'll do that. I'll be the bard. I'm not getting my ass kicked on a horse. <laughs> not in a bunch of chain mail. And, yeah. No, it just doesn't sound fun. Right. It sounds painful. Right. Man, chat's on fire tonight. We got Heather Lamb, all one same. We got Mopar Phil. What's happening? Cryptos of the Corn, Mr. E. Uh, we got Jessica. You guys are awesome. Uh Born not to run, crushing it with the links. Uh, Jeff, let's take. I want to get back to the maps because uh, I know everybody in here. We we want to really kind of dig into these and get your opinion yeah. on some of these strange places. Yep. But first, I'd love to hop into fr- some Frogman Festival. Yes, Frogman. Mm-hmm. Frogman Festival. 
last year we had such a great time we're helping out doing av um that's where we met james willis we met b uh b mills we met uh uh we had uh tobias Tobias on Mm -hmm. the show after Mm -hmm. that so we made amazing connections yeah met all kinds of ashers yeah yeah she was great um some of the wildlife folks that you had there yes um, yes it was all awesome. that was one of my favorite parts to be honest just because i love animals and all she'll be back really aaron shaw to this day the indicator species when she was talking about salamanders was my favorite part awesome i never knew that was a real thing yeah Yeah. that was great i love that part too i kind of want to get a salamander. we were talking tattoos earlier yeah Get a tattoo for something that means something. I like to think of myself as an indicator species of certain (laughs) instances. You know, if I I don't remember who it was, like, let's go get a sub. Let's get the same. If like I'm telling you enough times, like I'll be confident if I'm just going to buy it for you and you just eat it. If you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. Like, yeah, that always stuck with me. She was one of my favorites from your uh, conference. Um, I, you know, part of my, you know, Frogman Festival and cryptids, is amazing. Um, it's it's folklore, mythology, cryptozoology, strange creatures. You know, going back has always been a fascination to me. Uh, going back to when I was ten years old, nineteen seventy eight. You guess what TV show I'm going to mention? In search of yep. Oh, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. My favorite show. That music comes on. Do do do. Whatever. And <laughs> Le- Leonard's kind of like. Up, by the way, you still just give us, do you just stop if you'd hear it, and you're like, yes, still yes, holds it's up. It's happening. If you watch, I, I think it was on only YouTube, on a couple they years. Are great. But those episodes, Ask Loch Ness the big Monster, questions. yeah, and UFOs and spontaneous human combustion. I yeah, mean, he just great. did all the I weird topics. Yeah. And you know, as a little kid, you're like, what? Uh, even as an adult, I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> but um, so that, and just growing up, you know, uh, 1977, Close Encounters of the Third Kind comes out. Wonderful film. Uh, f- favorite movie of mine still to this day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that makes an impression on a little kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm then, sure. How old were you when that came out? Uh, 77, I think that came out. So I was so you were nine, nine, eight, nine? nine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Did I see it in the movie? Theater, I don't remember, but I yeah. would have seen it sometime shortly after, if not. Yeah. Um, I guess he had to wait a couple of years till it like, came out on TV or we rented it. Maybe I saw it in the theater. I saw Star Wars in the theaters the first time when that came out for 50 wow. cents. I remember that. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, Damn. it was a different era, different age. I, I made times inflation. <laughs> yeah, 50 cents. I, I remember. Well, we did have but a dollar theater right by my house here in Columbus. We did until they got rid of it. Me and my wife lived right down the road. Was it like Danbury Cinemas or something? Uh, Canterbury. Cinemark or 12. Canter- okay. Or Cine- it, this was Cinemark. Cinemark 12. Okay. And it was 50 Cent Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Dollar theater, 50 Cent Tuesdays. And then, for whatever reason, they upgraded the whole thing. And made it into like these nice big lounge chairs, and then it was like five to eight dollars a movie, and then they went out of business two years later. The last movie oh. we saw there was Mario Brothers. Yeah, and that <laughs> theater's gone. No, it's gone. It's gone. It sucks. Took the dollar theater away. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to be fancy. Yeah, it's, show movies. People I just like want to see a movie. Into, you know, kind of crappy, a little bit run right. down old theaters. Yeah, I just want to see a film, eat some popcorn, have some nachos, a soda, yeah. whatever. Yep. So I grew up with this stuff, and um, and then when I did my map, it all kind of came back. You know, watching the Mothman prophecies, and then researching 
for the map at all. Came back as an adult because I'd kind of slowly kind of let that all kind of die down like you do when you have to become sure. an adult and raise a family and go to work. But it all came flooding back as I did the map. It was a great outlet and, and revived me and my interest in this stuff. I found out about the Frogman doing this map. I had never heard of it. Living in Cincinnati for 10, 15 years, I hadn't heard of Frogman until I researched it on the map and put it on the first edition of Hidden Ohio. Um, so all this stuff was on the map. And then once I got the map, I'd start going to be a vendor at different events, mostly in Ohio, because I just had the Ohio map at the time. Uh, but there were enough events in Ohio that I would do, the Summer Solstice Fest and um, some different um, festivals around the state, Bigfoot festivals and stuff that I would go to. I ventured like into, I, I was at the Mothman Festival for years as a vendor in the mid 2010s and then again pipe band stuff got in the way and i lost my spot so i am yeah. currently not able to get it's in as tough a vendor to get in there now uh, but i'm okay with that because uh jeff wamsley orders my map uh, not the ohio one but the um the nationwide version the map in black he has that at the gift shop i'm like fine mm -hmm. They sell it for me. I don't have to be a vendor. I'm fine with, with yeah. not having to do that. I go anyways just to see all, all, all yeah. my friends who are vendors there. Right. Um, I'm getting off, off target here. So the Frogman Festival uh, was born out of me going to other events as a vendor and, and seeing these great um, events and cons that uh, I was taking part in as a vendor uh, none anywhere close to Cincinnati. I, you know, um, I'm trying to think what the closest event I was doing in the Cincinnati, outside of the Cincinnati area. Um, I mean, there was nothing like in the paranormal realm. I would do the Victory of Light Festival in Cincinnati, which is a, more of a psychic festival. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, the people that ran that, I gave them an ad. There's some ads and, and sponsorships on the map. So like when you unfold nice. it. I gave the guy that runs the Victory of Light Festival an ad and in exchange for a booth, so kind of a trade-out. Sure, sure. And um, so I would have a booth there, and they ran that twice a year. And, and I was one of the few kind of more in the paranormal people because most everyone were had something to do with, like, psychics or chakras and new age stuff. It was more in that realm. So I did well with that just because I was at um, – I was kind of more of a unique vendor. Uh, but, yeah, I was going – you know, many hundreds of miles away to do more of the cryptid events. So um, it just was low-hanging fruit to say, why isn't there a, a Frogman festival? And um, I decided that we need to have a Frogman festival. And I was about to reach out to some officials in, in that area uh, where the Frogman was seen to see if they wanted to collaborate uh as you know government entities you know different you know the city of loveland and i was i had a letter drafted in my inbox to send to them and then i went to the withfield ufo festival in 2022 in uh virginia mm -hmm. uh that um the great people at uh, mystic novelties put on uh, so I was there as a vendor. It was the first time they'd had this festival um, to celebrate a UFO sighting in that town. It had happened 35 years prior. 
And uh, so I go there and I get my little cinder block hotel room in whatever <laughs> place I was at. And uh, I'm sitting there watching TV on Friday night. The festival is a one-day fest on Saturday. So I was in my hotel room by myself, turn on the TV, and I'm working on probably updating a map or something. And the TV's on in the background. William Shatner's The Unexplained. Oh, yeah. And they're just running an episode back to the back. I'd never seen it because I don't have cable anymore. Um, and I'm watching it and working, and um, a new episode came on. Um, you know, they'd run a bunch of reruns, and then the new one premiered, you know, Friday night. And um, and there it was on uh, different um, – I don't know what all the different subjects were, but part of the show was the moon-eyed people of Western North Carolina. Great story. And uh, Dr. John Stamey was on to talk about it. And I'm like, ooh, he's a doctor, Dr. John Stamey. <laughs> they got a doctor to talk about the Moon-Eyed people. Never heard of Dr. John, never heard of the Moon-Eyed uh, people uh, until that show. And um, so the name stuck with me because I had a friend in, in grade school with the last name Stamey. And it just kind of, I'm so bad at names, but that name stuck with me for some reason because it made me wonder about my old friend, Mike Stamey. Mike, if you're out there, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, you lost track. Some people you can reconnect with yeah. on Facebook, but I've never was able to find Mike Stamey. But here's Dr. John Stamey. And uh, the next day I'm at my booth and I'm busy all morning. And then as it uh, died down there, we had a, a lull in the uh, afternoon. This guy comes up to me and he stands in front of me and he says, hello. And I look at him. I'm like, I know you. I saw you on TV last night. <laughs> It was Dr. John Stamey, live and in person. What? Standing right in front of me. What? He That's had a booth there. Weird. Wow. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's not normal. What? I... Okay. Damn. So how did that play Talk out? about a did sink you... up. I said, I saw you on TV last night. And he's like, oh, thank you. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you don't like, What are you doing here? <laughs> right. Like, I've got a booth. And he has a Southern accent. He's from the Carolinas, I believe. And... Um, He's one of his main interests is like the lizard man of South Carolina. Yeah. Oh. And when he said that, I said, well, my local cryptid is the frog man. Okay. And I'm thinking of doing a festival. And, and I said to him, in fact, I have a letter in, drafted in my inbox that I haven't sent yet, but I'm getting ready to send to, the, to yeah. some officials to see if they want to do a festival with me. And he said... Do not send that letter. <laughs> they will steal the show from you. I'm like, really? And he's like, yes. So, what do you I, mean? What do you mean, steal? Well, the show just from take you? it, do it themselves. They'll just do it themselves. Yeah. And like, what do they need me you know, for? Yeah. They can do it. You know. I don't get it. What you had a letter like saying, "What do you think?" I had, of this, or you I had a drafted inbox message. I hadn't sent hit the send button, okay, but I sorry, yeah, I had composed it. To the city officials, you know, the mayor, the office man, city manager, several, three or four people I could find on their website. And I said, my name's Jeff. I do this map. I want to do a Frogman Festival. Will you do it with me? We, You know, and you can, you know, put banners up across the streets. And what I, I wasn't sure what it would I be. Get, okay, I see now. But, so. like, the city would help run it. Yeah, and he said, "Don't do that." He said, "Don't do that." They'll just end up doing it themselves. No, I don't know if they would have. Yeah. Have, so if you're out there, have. Loveland, Ohio's not doing their own Frogman Fest. They're not. Well, of the corn. Towns do that. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Jeff Wansley well, then. run runs the Mothman Fest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the city is involved. That's a 
just a it has mind to be. boggling. They would have to be in, to shut that. down all yeah. the streets yeah. and stuff. Got to be a little bit of you know. But Point Pleasant is very smart the way that yes. they make that so accessible yep. and yep. you know open and shut everything. They work with the, the I'll festival. Tell you, I'll tell you what I like about it is I like the fact that that kind of living lore is like it fires back up for a weekend every year. Oh yeah, you Keeps know what it I mean. All alive. And it, yep. right, and so it is this like kind of like vigil every year, almost of like, hey, this weekend it's ingrained in the city, right? Frogman is not ingrained in Loveland, right? So um, I like what you're doing with it, trying to yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, I I listen to John, so I'm like, okay, well, uh, then um, you know, I'll just do it myself. And he offered to help because he's done some little cons around. Um, we met John, by the way, last. I week. now that you're saying this, yeah. I know who you're talking okay. about. Okay, yeah. now, and it took me a minute, but yeah. I, sure. We, even when you said the accent, on. now I remember yeah. the accent yeah. more than anything. Uh-huh. Remember, he came out and hung out with us when, Super we, were, nice when we were setting up. Yeah, it's like this guy's a character. He is a character. <laughs> Great and I went back and um, I, you know, got the venue and I started doing all the work and I would report to him. And I've done events for the Bagpipe Band. We have our own fundraiser every year so i've done all pretty much everything you have to do to run an event um find the venue uh do publicity right um and then the speakers were so much fun because i've i'd gotten to know so many people uh out there doing the research for the maps and networking so i just called out to the people i knew best jim willis was my first Go to like Jim. If I'm doing a Frogman Fest, you got to be there. Like I, you know, because I'd known Jim for from being in the Ghosts of Ohio with him, his paranormal yeah. research group. I'd known him since 2005. And I think he knows more than anybody about the Loveland Frog. He does. I mean, he did an hour on our show. Yep. Breaking down all yep. of the different sightings over whatever 15, 20 years that basically became an amalgamation right. of what we now know. As the, and I'm like, dude, yep. I, I, me yep. and Bub did an episode on it. And it was like, there just wasn't much we could find. There's not. And that was – we covered – you know, we did an episode where it was like uh, Ohio Grassman and Friends right. is what we called it. Sure. Yeah. Where we kind of broke down the Bigfoot more, but we had a maybe 15 minutes on the level. We touched Frogman. on the Frogman a little we, bit. We did a, yep. a decent we didn't know think, overview, but, but mm-hmm. Willis, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, he went so deep because I had never mm-hmm. heard it broke down at Frogman Festival where he gave hour and a half presentation. A full hour. Slot, full he, hour. Yeah. yeah he, but very comprehensive. I was like, he could have done an hour and a half. But I had given our increments yeah. to all the speakers, so he we yeah. had to keep it at that. And um, he had a packed house, and he he brought the house down. Yeah, and that's why awesome. he's coming back because he's I'm like, great. Yes, if I have anyone back, they were all the all all the speakers were amazing. I would have had them all back just to do it all again. It was so much fun. Yeah, but I wanted to mix it up for um, yeah. for the attendees who are coming to hear some different stories. But I really wanted Jim back. And he agreed, and and he'll he'll talk about the Frogman again. And I recommend if you didn't hear him last year, or if you want to hear that story again, because yeah, he does such I a do. great job with it. Yeah, uh, come come back and uh, give Jim a listen. Um, I'll have the times uh, here in the next couple of weeks of when the exact times are that the speakers are talking. Awesome. We've got the speakers set. They we know yeah. who's coming. It's just a question of the order of of their talks during the day. Yeah. 
Well, let's get into some of the details of the festival. Uh, it's March 2nd, so mm-hmm. it's, it's coming up. It's right around the corner. It is. Uh, frogmanfestival.org. Less than a month away. All the links are in there. It's at the Oasis Conference Center in Loveland this year. Last year, it was in Mason. It was. Yep. So it's kind of in the zone it is. of all the weirdness and strangeness it's in the around us. <laughs> now, when we were in Mason last year, we were actually 2,000 feet away from the Little Miami River. I measured it on right. Google Maps. So we were as close was, yeah. to the habitat, but the way the city <laughs> boundaries go, and we're actually not in the Loveland city limits. We're in okay. Miami Township, yeah, um, Claremont County. But um, the the mailing address is a Loveland address, so that's what comes up, and it's actually on Loveland Miamiville Road, the the conference center where we're having it. So it is. It's it's just um, a hop and a skip from downtown Loveland, nice, where you can go and you can go check out the Little Miami River where it was seen. Yeah, we did that. If you want to um, check it out, go to Riverside Drive on the west side of the river. And go down to Twitwee Road. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but Twitwee or Twitwee. Uh, and there was an old boot factory that is now a big, huge hill with grass on it. I was just there Sunday because I was putting up yard signs for the festival, nice. which is what you see um, there right in, in, in the front. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> finding safe places to plop a yard sign <laughs> down that doesn't cause people to wreck their car. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I wanted to put one by the old factory uh, as just a shout out. No one's going to know that when they see the Frogman yard sign that that's actually very close to where the the infamous uh, sighting was with the police officers. Yeah, that's the... That's the big one. Yeah, that's the main one that everybody... That kind of launched it into yeah. infamy, so to yep. speak. Absolutely. And that's a great one. My favorite one is the... Who is it? The guy that saw more than one frogman. The, 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 we don't have a name, I don't think. The Milford one. Businessman. Yeah. That one, Was right? driving. driving down the road. Yep. And there was... My what favorite. Little critters. James little thinks are aliens. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of... But they were frog kind of aliens, or look, right. they were kind of froggy and <laughs> amphibious, look, mm-hmm. with kind of shiny skin, and since round yep. faces. Yeah. Since you did this last year, have you gotten any kind of out of the woodwork stories? People going, you know what? Then anything percolate or bubble up from that first um, go round? Good question. I don't think I have. Um, yeah, no one's come to me and said, yeah, you know, we saw it. Um, for now, but you're going to become the frogman guy. Well, and even like <laughs> so, you said, though, yeah. you know, it's not a well-known, even locally. So yeah. right. hopefully, it's, if nothing else, because we've talked about it before about, you know, people don't really want to come out with their experiences right. if they're the only one. So maybe right. this will help kind of like turn that volume up a little bit where people go, hey, I, yep. I've i thought about something. this and didn't want to mm-hmm. say anything for a long time. But that's what yep. I guess my hope is, is it gives – people that ability to say if they did see something because yes please come to me um tell me your frogman story um i i get to. i get uh ghost stories all the time when i'm at a booth and they see that i have the hidden ohio map or map in black uh because the biggest thing on the hidden ohio map are the haunted spots there's over 300 haunted spots pinpointed on the map so uh and i'm often at like more of a paranormal event like a conference a lot of times and so people are there more for the ghost stories. So they'll sh- mm-hmm. share their ghost stories with me. Oh, I bet. Uh, at In their own house or at a friend's house or wherever it might happen. Yeah. But I've not got – and I, I get uh, Bigfoot sightings that people tell me about. 
like when I was at Withville, the guy came up to me and said that there was a family of Bigfoot, Big Feet, Big, big, <laughs> big Foots. Uh, I think he's seen eight of them. You know, so wow. I mean, he had he had it down to the numbers and and everything. And uh, so I get that, and I get the, some UFO sightings that people share as well. Yeah, uh, people have told me that they had. Uh, people that were involved with, you know, Wright Pat and the aliens from Oswell, and and I've you know gotten really? some stories just last year. Really, I was somewhere. And, Can you and talk about any of those? It was nothing um, like too insightful, except that their relative and I didn't write it down, and I should have because I was leaving an event. Uh, Dutch Creek Winery had me out down near Athens. They're a, a great a couple that started this winery and they love the cryptid motif. So they have like a Mothman uh, like cut out nice. in the edge of the woods and a Bigfoot cut out and they do stuff. So uh, after that, he just came up and said, uh, you know, I think it was his dad or something. And it was, it was nothing specific, just stuff like he wouldn't talk about it, but he's new stuff. Kind of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything specific yeah. to share. Yeah. yeah. Nothing just on the nose though of like this, this and this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I get that. So Frogman hasn't come up specifically um, for me, um, and but I do get a lot of people that it's so funny when I'm again three hundred miles away, and I'll, I'll, someone will come up and, and they'll be looking at the map and like we live in Loveland. We didn't know there was a Frogman. It's crazy. But and, but That's they're the best. But they're at the Kecksburg UFO Festival in Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> like, hey, we yeah. live in Loveland, or maybe they have heard of it, but it's just weird that they're in Loveland. Like, yeah. Loveland's not a big town. So, um, how, yeah. how, I guess that's a question. How do we go about making? Obviously, you're doing it with the festival you're doing here, but what? We're only in year two. I can think you get like a bronze, like Frogman, or like some grow. kind of like a plaque in like a the town. You know, my friends. Own, yeah, uh, just for their awareness, like are part owners of Hops and Berry. It's a tap oh, yeah. house, yeah, in Loveland, yeah. So my very very close friends no are, way. are owners in that. I just went by on Sunday, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to be hopefully meeting up with them while I'm in Loveland for the festival. Right. But yeah. they have a Frogman beer. They uh, do so some of the, <laughs> what? Yes, okay. Well, and I we think that's talk fairly later. recent. So okay. I want to get you in contact with them. Yeah. Um, but great people. Um, is it a mm-hmm. can or a bottle with Frogman? I'm not art exactly on it? sure if it's that. if it's draft. And then they have uh, we actually have one of their growlers over there. Okay, um, but I'm not sure if uh, I think they have some merch and some T-shirts of that of that beer as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But for next year, you know, maybe yep. sponsorship or you know, in some way we can team you guys up. Uh, yes, but, and I know. People if we make a to, Frogman beer, yeah, make it an IPA and make it hoppy. Oh gosh, hey, yeah. And I Get know it? my buddy hoppy? loves hoppy. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> make it super. super make it hoppy. hoppy. <laughs> it's a Frogman. Wow, that's, oh, that's hoppy. Great. Oh man, yeah, um, IPAs are who? That's they're rough for me. They're hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Too many hops. Yeah, so I was uh, I was around Loveland yesterday putting up yard signs and, and little flyers, little cards, and I go into Mile 42 Coffee Shop, uh, which local coffee place, and um, they've got Frogman merch for their fr- coffee nice. shop. Great. Yeah. Nice. So there are some people in Loveland that are embracing it. Getting hip to it. <laughs> Loveland does need, much like Point Pleasant has, they need uh, the frog 
statues. Like Lexington, Kentucky has the horse horses. Mm-hmm. And um, Cincinnati has the pigs because the flying right. pigs. Right. Because we are right. Porkopolis and they have a flying pig marathon. So Loveland needs the, the, I take that back because I think Loveland, and I don't know who in Loveland did it, if it was just some local person or if it was someone within the city, had a frogman race or marathon or something that they did or a 5k at some point that they've done called the frogman like 5k so but it's it's out there in little bits but there was there's never been anything to bring people together like this no this is great man well i always thought it was so interesting too because it's like i've never heard of another story like this Right. You know what I mean? It's not like a reptoid man, man creature. Right. It does yeah. not strike other motifs or genres or archetypes mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. encounters or spooks or paranormal or what, you know, it's just like, wait, what'd you say? A big frog man? Or what was it? There is the lizard man of South Carolina. Um, I don't know there, if I've heard of that one. That that was one guy. Again, it was like a, an isolated incident that one guy saw. And, you know, no one believed them for years. But, um, and then there's some other kind I mean, of reptoids that are out there that have uh, just popped up out of the water. Um, and more with tentacles, usually, or like there was Octoman in, outside of Cincinnati. An Octoban? Octoman. Oh. Outside yeah. of Cincinnati. Yes. Now he's a long way from the bay. The Ohio River. That's the Ohio River. I've heard about that. Yep. Yes. You heard of the Octoman on yes, the High River? Okay, very briefly, I wanna... but I, I, I well, uh, Mr. E from Cryptids of the Corn when we were at Mothman Festival. Oh, never mind. I wasn't he there. gave me a long dissertation about why you should not swim in the Ohio River. Well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a biologist and used to test all the water systems. Oh, well, for that reason, I yeah, guess. Okay, and, I thought uh, he was afraid of Octoman. No, well, maybe that too. Um, but just highly toxic. But, you know, there's nuclear power plants. It's like, you know, the Simpsons. Is is that water creating these yeah. these weird cryptids and Octoman? And well, let me tell you about Frogman. Man. Because... Last year, where we had it, if you just went down the little side road down into the Little Miami <laughs> River, you come to the old uh, cartridge munitions plant. That's where we stayed. Right. Oh, you did? We stayed there. I did. The Airbnb. Oh, is there an Airbnb in there? The munitions factory? Yeah. Oh, no, we did. Yeah, we yeah. Did. Oh, that. Never mind. I thought you were talking yeah. about the Mothman. And then the, the brewery. brewery yeah, so yeah. we stayed there. Yeah. Right. We right. stayed at I didn't the know munitions. you could stay there. It's a condos. Yeah. yeah it was oh, like is someone's renting one out or something? Yeah. No, there's tons of them. Oh. It was great. The, munitions, the munitions factory. Yeah, it was, apparently, it's haunted. It was. It is haunted. It was cool. It's yes. haunted? The one we stayed was really cool. They had like all the different polished like stones. They were like, take a stone. Like cool. Like they, it was oh. the neatest place we stayed. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It was awesome. During the fest last year. Yes. Oh, yeah, no well, way. Absolutely. That's yep. where we stayed when That's we were in great. town That's for right. Frogman Fest. So you went down that. A little windy dirt windy road. road. They, they're now doing of, a bridge. Yep. There's a lot of construction open. going on. Yeah, uh-huh. there's a lot of construction. Absolutely. We stayed right there. And then there's a brewery that we went and met up with Justin yeah. and Mr. E. Cartridge uh, Mr. Brewing. E. Yeah. Cartridge Brewing is right yeah. there. So it was a munitions plant. Uh, there were explosions there that killed people that sh- now they say haunts that place. But it was abandoned for decades. Yeah. And it was probably an EPA Superfund site because of all the... Right. Munitions, the right. lead, yeah. arsenic, whatever it yeah. goes into the um, uh, making these weapons uh, sink into the soil. So they, 
It's like the TNT plant for the Mothman. That's yeah. like the cartridge brewing. You know, did 100%. the Frogman grow out? Of- I was about to say, so maybe one day Tremors is going to be a real life biopic. Yeah, have these earthworms that turn into <laughs> these giant like dune worms that come around and eat everybody yeah. because we've got all these weird chemicals spilling down into the water table far below and yeah, and the monkey bar. Did you guys go to the monkey Street? bar? That's where we, we did. met with Justin. We did. Oh, uh, oh, not cartridge. Okay. Yeah, we, we were. We stayed at the munitions place. We went right. to the bar. We stayed after. there, but we met up with them at the monkey yeah. bar, and by the time we got back, the brewery we're, was closed. Oh, okay, yeah. we were done. So, yeah, we were, I've not been to the monkey bar. We could not it's get called, into the Airbnb. Well, it oh, was you're such out? a struggle. We did. We were at the wrong door. We were at the wrong door. <laughs> we were definitely at the wrong door. We apologize. And it was like was. two in the morning. Yeah. And hanging out with the boys from Cryptids of the Corn and some of their listeners. Funny. I was not in a great position to lead that operation to that get into so our funny. Airbnb. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's our room number? That was too funny. <laughs> I'm like looking at my phone. Monkey bar is great. Oh, last that was year. rich. It's called uh, the monkey bar because there used to be a monkey that they kept there for people that don't know. Really? Yeah. What? What kind of monkey? Like a chimp, I think. I never saw well, that's it. That's a bold that's, move, That's Cotton. a bold move. Jeez. They did that when I was growing up in uh, suburban Chicago. We had an Ace Hardware that had – it wasn't a chimp, but it was a little like spider smaller. Spider monkey yeah. or capuchin or something. Yeah, a, a little spider monkey that was in a cage uh, in the back of Ace Hardware. I don't think it was for sale. That's a wild. That's a wild animal to have as a. This was the seventies. I mean, yeah, was, <laughs> right, right. In, you know, <laughs> strange times. Not that it doesn't still go on. I think <laughs> in, there's still more captive tigers in Texas than there are in the wild. Yeah, so you know, oh, yeah, there's a lot of tigers in Texas. Just yeah. in Texas. Yeah, a lot of big cats down there. Well, uh, Loveland's great, and um, go check out. It's a cute little downtown. Mile 42 Coffee. There's a great record store called Plaid Records. Excellent. Uh, great. I just went in there for the first time. Sunday, amazing selection of vinyl. And uh, you know, brew pubs down there, Narrow Path Brewing, the Hops and Berry. Hops and, Hops and Berry. Berry yeah. is there. And, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, it's so going to be great. Check it out and then uh, go over and find uh, the, the source of the Frogman uh, sightings or the one of the big stories there on Riverside Drive. Awesome. That's great. You want to tell us a little bit about some of the speakers that are going to be there? We've, we've mentioned Jim, James A. Willis, uh, director and founder of Ghosts of Ohio, uh, which is a paranormal research uh, organization. And uh, he's written the Weird Ohio book. He's read, written several other uh, books on Ohio and, and uh, paranormal stories. Uh, I was in one of his books. He was gracious enough to take me to the Loveland Castle. Hmm. Where we spent nice. the night as he investigated the the ghost story of the Loveland Castle. That's cool. So we spent the night in there with all the equipment, and uh, he wrote about that in his uh, Legends of Southern Ohio book. Hmm. And then when he um, studied uh, in a, his recent book, uh, the Athens Pentagram, um, he uh, reached out to me because I had mapped it on the Hidden Ohio map, five cemeteries around Athens, if you connect them, form a pentagram. Right. With the center of that pentagram being in Athens. Uh, Why the people of Athens, probably college kids, knew that this was there, we don't know how that originally sourced, but Jim goes in and talks about it uh, in his uh, chapter in his book. So uh, he's just been a, a great source for me to 
you know, get to experience a lot of the stuff hands-on. So Jim is back for the second year. Asher's is back, Ashley Hilt. Uh, she'll uh, speak on um, Saturday uh, again, as she did last year, and she will also host our speakers and introduce them throughout the day. Um, her podcast on Wednesdays, We Talk Weird, is where you can catch her every week. Um with a variety of stories from cryptozoology to the paranormal to uh, anything and everything. So nice. uh, she'll be there. Courtney Block is one of the few people not from Ohio. She's from Kentucky, and she is a librarian, and she uh, has written a couple of books, the Encyclopedia of the Paranormal. Uh, so just a great resource, a awesome. great uh, researcher. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if you're interested in like. You know, I don't know what she's going to talk about specifically on Saturday. We will have the subjects uh, listed here soon, but um, they'll be there all all day to go talk to at their booth. So when they're not doing their speech, go talk to them, buy their book, have them sign them, learn from Courtney how she does research. How can you do firsthand research? Get get to the bottom of these things. I've got Cameron Jones, who is the head of the Roundtown UFO Society. Roundtown is a nickname for Circleville. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, I don't know if he's the leader, but he's one of the um, members and, and leaders of of that group, which is a UFO society. So Cameron will be there. Yeah, Pete Hardinger. Pete! Yes. yes. Yep. I've talked to Pete a few times. Me too. When we were... Uh, yep. Looking to, uh, we were trying to get him on the show, yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he's eighty-five, and I tried to get him at the festival, too. yeah. And I tried to work something out with his daughter. To I was like, hey, let Pete know that, yeah. You know, I don't think he really knew what knows what a podcast is. Oh, could be. So it was kind of hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. He's like, is this going to be on TV? And I was like, well, kind of. <laughs> you can watch it on your TV. Um. So yeah, we'd too love funny. to get. But the Serpent Mountain Crop Circle, Pete was one of the guys on the ground. Yes. But he had Roundtown UFO and yes. that research organization. And yep. he's the guy that researched um, the origin of the weather balloon from the Roswell crash. And the whole, basically the story that they had written in the paper that, oh, never mind, it's just mm-hmm. the weather balloon. Mm-hmm. They had gotten that from a colonel mm. in Circleville. Outside of Circleville, there was an actual weather balloon that went down, and Pete uncovered this whole thing. And so Wright Pat had known about that weather balloon going down, Mm -hmm. and so that colonel basically ripped that story from what actually happened in Circleville and used it, planted it on top in of Roswell, the, over top of the Roswell crash story. So Pete uncovered all that stuff. A little switcheroo. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He had a book out uh, last year. Um, yeah. He just just put a book out. So yeah, he was at um, Hocking Hills Bigfoot Fest, I think, signing the book, if I'm not mistaken, last year. And um, I, I was a vendor there, and I didn't get a chance to you know run off and see him. Uh, it was weird when I was first researching Hidden Ohio in 2005 and six. he reached out to me, probably email, out of the blue, out of nowhere. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know the story of the sighting in Circleville until he reached out, which was great because I was able to put it on the map. But Pete told me that um, Circleville had what is often called America's first classic Close Encounter, Mm -hmm. where a farmer saw this classic disc-shaped UFO go down uh, in his field at like 2 a.m. 
didn't tell anybody for years, maybe 10 years or more, because he thought people would think he's crazy. And those are the stories that really like give me like credence, like, okay, this person didn't want to tell anyone because he thought people would think he's crazy. Mm -hmm. And he finally has to tell someone because he thinks it's important and he's not out there trying to make money or sell a book. It's just, Hey, so he told whoever. And, and, and so Pete, um, really was instrumental in making sure like that Circleville is known as, you know, a place where we have one of our first classic American UFO encounters. When you say that though, what he, he, he went down, it landed or? It cra- it, it, I guess he saw it in the distance crash. It crashed out there. Does that mean there's debris or, or. I mean, we're going to have to go on a trip, Mike. Yep. <laughs> because I found the intersection where I think the property is at one point. Because when I, I went to the Circleville Pumpkin Festival one year. Oh yeah. It? Yeah. Pumpkin show. Yep. The pumpkin show. Yeah. And, uh, they had me do a presentation, um, you know, based on my map. It's a week-long festival. It, right. It goes on right. the whole week. Uh, Circleville is known for their pumpkins. And they, yeah. They have, if you like pumpkin anything, and, go there. Yeah. It's It's got it all. My wife goes, I think, about every year. She loves pumpkin. It may have been Pete that was actually the one that got me in to be a speaker at that. Um, and it was right after me, then, like, this, like, really, like, Christian fundamentalist group came on after me. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, oh as I'm gosh. finishing talking my, about my, you know, how people become possessed by you, by <laughs> ghosts and, you know, cr- weird creatures walking around. I'm like, what are they like thinking? Oh, man. Um, That's too funny. That's rich. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting dichotomy. But um, and maybe they thought they needed to keep it balanced. <laughs> I think maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, hey, so they're both supernatural, right? Yeah. You know? Oh, 100% with you. And uh, but Pete was great. So uh, Cameron is great, and he's going to talk um, on Saturday about um, UFOs. I've got uh, Sherry Brake, uh, who is um, from Ohio and has done tours of places in Ohio, like Canal Fulton and other places that have a really uh, haunted history, Ganaden Hutton. Uh, she now lives in West Virginia and does a lot of uh, tours around West Virginia and learning about that history. She actually takes people to Scotland and Ireland to do haunted tours. Cool. For like a week at a time. Wow. She like leads tours for that. We need to talk that to sounds her. like fun. You do need to talk to her. Definitely yeah. get her on. She's great. She's written a couple of books. She's written... Yeah. Um, uh, Several books that are like the the in the series that they've had on hmm. on um, you know different areas, and they've they've t- tapped her for areas in Ohio and West Virginia. Very cool. Um, and then um, she has actually been uh, over at uh, the Mothman Museum these last couple of weeks, looking for firsthand research on some different things. Hmm. Uh, just getting in the old archives. So she is old school. <laughs> she is. Hard at work, doing it the right way. So she's a great person. She's going to be a dynamic speaker uh, for the festival. Surrey Angel is new this year. She's a Cincinnati local. I have her listed as an esoteric uh, metaphysicist. So uh, she's going to bring an interesting twist to to reality. I love that stuff. Dial me in. Yeah, that one. Yep. She's she is buzzwords uh, right there. If you find her on Facebook and follow her, she's got. uh, just an interesting um, series of posts, and she helps people with with their um, essence. 
I guess you could say, in being centered and, and finding sure. your work. Sure. So, to some extent, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, she's, I, I know she's going to lead the day off because I think that's the way we need to mm. start it off. That, the day. Yeah, great like that. call. So, great call. You know, if you're there to see the speakers all day, and some people are, they just sit there all day and listen to every yep. speaker. Uh, Surrey will start off the day the right way, I think, to get us grounded. Perfect. Um, and then Jeffrey Wilson, who we all know, will be there to talk about uh, the ancient American earthworks. I don't know if he's going to specifically talk about Serpent Mound, or he may focus on the mounds along the Little Miami River, like Fort Ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Which is right there off the Little Miami River. So uh, whatever he talks about, it's going to be fascinating. He's got a new book out. Uh, it's going to be a series of books where he's recreated some of the old um, uh, diagrams that um, Squires and Davis did, and, mm-hmm. and he's gone above and beyond and just done some amazing work. And really, he went to the Peabody Museum at Harvard and and just has done some amazing uncovering of uh, work for uh, what I, no one else that I know of is doing in Ohio. No one does that kind I, of no. work at all anywhere with any subject. I'm, Not that I know. Of. I mean, I know Ohio the so best, pro-like. so I can only speak to that. And well, fair enough. There but... may be another Jeffrey Wilson <laughs> in you know, the the fair enough the Arizona yeah. version are, of Jeffrey are, Wilson. Right, but, uh, but he's yeah. uh, he, we, Ohio has him. And we are lucky uh, right. to have him and yeah. his dedication and passion. All these people bring passion, and that's all I And he's look a crop for. circle ep- expert. Right. He is a crop circle expert. people don't really realize is yeah. Jeffrey spent like right. 10 years going ultra deep on yep. crop circles, and that's how he ended yeah, up at he's, Serpent Mountain. He's, yep. he's very, very uh, well-rounded on many subjects. And when you say well-rounded, it's like deep. 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 Yes. Like. Yep. <sighs> I think he's the type where if he's going to um, be interested in something, it's not going to be a dabbler. I, and no, I might, no. I might consider myself a dabbler, and um, because I had to research so vast array of topics to put on my map, and I find them all so interesting. And I, sure. I, I could go down a rabbit hole and become, you know, an expert on this one haunted spot right. or this one mound or this one. UFO sighting and make that my one central thesis. But yeah. the way I have to do my research, I have to learn about it, hit it, mark it, place it on the map, and right. move on to the next thing. Jeffrey has taken a topic, Serpent Mound specifically, but ma- many of the mounds and the mound builder culture, and um, and just just made it his life. So yeah. uh, to have any, he's like Jeff White. Why do you want me to be at your festival that studies cryptozoology? I said, because you know mounds, and I know they're not paranormal or anything, but they're mysterious, and people love them, and I love them, and I just want you to come and talk. Yeah. So it's my festival, I want you to talk. So yeah. he agreed. That's awesome. Um, and he'll be there, and he's got his new book, and you can sign it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy all these books, because I wait to buy them from the authors and get them to sign them. Nice. Jim Willis has books. Sherry has books. Uh, Courtney Block has books. Uh, then my final two guests will speak together, Kevin Moore and Kristen Smith. Christina Smith, I, I put a typo on her name uh, on the flyer, but Christina Smith are both employees of the Robert or the uh, Rutherford B. Hayes Presidential Library up in Northern Ohio, Thanks. Fremont, Ohio, home of uh, our former president. Ohio, I think, has like the most presidents or something that were born here. 
or maybe second to Virginia, but we um, have Rutherford B. Hayes as our own, and they work there at the Presidential Library and Museum. So they had a display right when COVID started, unfortunately. They did a display there of like unnatural Ohio. And they had all the stories. They had Bigfoot and they had uh, the Lake Erie Monster and they had the uh, Defiance Werewolf and they had ghost stories. And I never got to go because it was during COVID. Mm. But uh, it was apparently very successful and they found my map and they wanted to carry it in the gift shop. So they sold it and uh, they kept ordering 20 more, you know, at a time. They need 20 because it kept selling. It sold really great, which I could understand why because people were going there to see their exhibit. And then they see that this map is here. So, yeah, <laughs> the two went hand in hand. And they were so inspired that they researched a book together. And it just came out this past year called Unnatural Ohio. And it's cool. the different stories. So they're going to talk, I think, more about stories from their neck of the woods, which would be nice to Great. break it up. Uh, they could certainly talk about Frogman because they researched it for the book. But um, but Jim's going to probably be the, the main person to give that um Topic, so they're going to yeah. do more of the Northern Ohio stories. Sure. The Defiance Werewolf. That's a good one. Uh, there's a headless uh, motorcyclist up in Northern Ohio yeah. that they'll uh, probably yeah, delve let's into. Yeah, that. Yep, I'm in. The Elmore Ghost Rider and stuff. So I'm not. I, I'm excited. Last year was fun. Last year was great. You know, just, uh, just you never know what to expect. Yeah. I've not gone to a lot of festivals or conferences sure. or anything historically, right. so I'm just kind of a, a newbie in general. But um, well, these guys I were great. Thoroughly, they agreed last year to help with the uh, all the AV stuff, and and it was a godsend because I don't know how that would have turned out for the speakers <laughs> to be up there, uh, and they they got everything set, and and so I, I really appreciate you guys. Oh yeah, well, uh, Kyle, Kyle back there as well. Kyle, yeah, oh, yeah Stoners, I mean all you guys. Stoners, yeah. Brain and, yep. and making that simple. I was just the the mouthpiece that uh, talked to the speakers and made them comfortable. And tried yep. to and, and yeah. Well, they all bring their own computer equipment or media or whatever they're going to use. So um, it's a thing. It, it is a thing. You've got uh, you've got a blue ten screen minutes on the projector. Once the yep. it gets pulled from one yep. laptop and right. then it's uh, you know I, that, I always panic when I have to do a presentation. Like, a is it going to work? I've got a you know little USB. Um, you know, into someone else's computer, and is it going to read it? Is it going to understand it? Right. And you got to click the buttons to show your slides. So uh, it just it helps the speakers yeah. feel more at ease, and um, so it's great to uh, awesome. have you guys. So I appreciate it very much. And you guys are going to have some merch and stuff. Yeah. For the viewers to to come over and, and meet you guys in person. Absolutely. Sherwin's in the house. Sherwin. Sherwin's amazing. Sherwin is amazing. Sherwin will have a booth. He's a vendor at the oh, yeah. fest. So go see Sherwin. And we have Sherwin's Loveland Frog, uh, Loveland Frogman piece hanging up and right in above the, my desk, office. Sherwin. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, in master control hanging up. And it's it's my favorite piece cool. of any cryptid artwork. And we have quite a bit. I sure win. I just sent you more flyers today. They're in the mail. <laughs> yes. So Sherman's like it. got all these events he's going to. He's such a talented artist. Oh, he's the best. And Fantastic. He, he hits the little events like up Go in follow his, Sherwin on Instagram. Yeah, guys. Sherwin sketch artist. Um, and uh, he, he does uh, big festivals. He does little art shows in Finley where he's from and he goes to Columbus a lot. So uh, he's, uh, he's uh, really uh, passionate, great guy to talk to. He's got some amazing hats too. 
He does. He wears. Uh, he's very distinct. I love how all the vendors have their own look and feel. And yeah. um, Sherwin's got a bowler hat that uh, yep. defines him for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's I've a got cool vibe. Fifty vendors at least. Uh, wow. They're all handpicked. Um, they have to have something to do with cryptids or paranormal for the most part. Um, there's not someone there just selling Avon or right, yeah. right, right. You know something. Soaps. Uh, they're all doing their own work. Uh, they're not reselling stuff made in China. Nice. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If you right, but you want to go that. somewhere and be like, I don't want to get the same thing. Right. And kind of mm-hmm. want it to be a unique piece. And, and also, somebody yep. that's out there actually making get it on their own stuff, too. To they're making their own, place. so we're supporting them. Yeah. They're yeah. so talented, and uh, this is the only way they can reach out to yeah. share their stuff sometimes. They might have a little Etsy store or something, but you know, this is seeing it in person, so... Up on the screen, I, I see the Frogman movie poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got the Frogman movie coming. Easton Hawk did the poster for the poster. The is so cool, Frogman Easton movie. Hawk, another great artist that we've That's met. A neat poster, and he, he, uh, he'll be there at the festival. He was there last year, and he'll be there again. Uh, and the trailer was just released today, guys. <clears throat> so. Go search for that. I believe it's in the description. I may have forgot to put the trailer link in the description. But uh, I think if you Google Frogman movie or hit that in, in YouTube search, you should be able to find that trailer. Um, but Friday night? Friday night and Saturday night, we're doing a screening. You can view the Frogman movie. The writer... The co-writer and director, Anthony Cousins, will be there. Maybe some other crew members coming down from Minnesota. Very cool. They'll be there, so uh, you can buy uh, the movie on VHS. Oh, that's so cool. It's a green cassette. That's awesome. Um, They may have two colors. I know they have green. So I'm going to have to dig out my old VHS player. I don't even know. I don't have a VHS. We have a friend, uh, Bong of the Living Dead, the director and creator of Bong of the Living Dead, Max Groh. That's hilarious. And and our buddy Vince Restivio. They are video professionals here in town, this movie. And they produce theirs on VHS as well. Apparently it's coming back, just like vinyl. So it will be... uh, VOD view on demand at somehow yeah. some okay. point as well. Yeah. So it's not just Amazon going to be VHS. Or Orchard or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But they'll be there. They'll have posters that you can, you know, have Anthony Cousins sign and Easton Hawk who created it and whoever you want sign the poster. Uh, you know, have these guys sign it. Uh, and um and, and get everyone, like all the speakers, get everyone. I'm excited. I this can't wait to go this again. Is a, this is going to be so fun. The Frogman movie will be screened Friday night and Saturday night. It's like an 80-minute movie. Uh, it might not be the best movie to show younger children from what I have heard. I yeah. haven't seen it yet myself. It's a horror movie, yeah. It is a horror movie. trailer. Um, there's, um, I think. It kind of some... reminds me of uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's Bigfoot movie, Um Gosh, I'm somebody in the chat's gonna gonna blurt it out. Um, I can't remember what it is right now, but it, it kind of took that kind of horror uh, angle on, yep. on the story of um, the Big Boggy f- Creek. Uh, oh, psh. anyways, kind of being terrorized. Yeah, by the Bigfoot. Yeah, it's not the legend like of a, Boggy the Creek. Legend, okay, the yeah. Legend of Boggy yeah. Creek. That's Bobcat Goldthwait. I didn't know Bobcat was involved in that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, that's what he wrote, directed. That oh. movie, but uh, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. 
it's it should be fun if you're into this sci-fi. Willow Creek, sorry, the Legend of Willow Creek. Oh, yes, it's boggy. Oh, okay. There we go. Well, there I is. Knew, I knew Necro. One of these guys. There is a Boggy Creek. Yeah, monster. the Boggy Creek monster yeah. is an Ohio cryptid story that is in the uh, Bell Fountain. Urbana area. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. That's what it is. I always mix up Willow Creek and Boggy Creek because yeah. Boggy Creek is an actual sighting in in Ohio where there's the Boggy Creek yeah. monster. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a really interesting story. My sister actually lives really close to that. She knows all about the Boggy Creek. Like everybody around there knows about that. Um, a Bigfoot relative. Yeah. Yeah, many in Ohio. If you want to see the movie, uh, get your ticket in advance because seating is going to be limited. And um, we want to make sure uh, we have enough chairs for everybody. So pick your night, Friday or Saturday, 6.15. So cool. Just go to frogmanfestival.org and then you can go down and uh, order your ticket for the show and the festival. Uh, and uh, if you want to bundle a t-shirt that we're making for the festival along with uh, the commemorative poster for the festival, not the one that you saw for the movie, but we've got one for the festival too that my buddy Oliver did, uh, same guy that did the festival poster last year. Uh, you can bundle that with admission and save a few bucks. Fantastic. Man, that was... There's a, a There's lot. the poster. Yeah, there, this was, is the poster. That, yep, there it, it is. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. So he's got the wand, hmm. and then there's the bridge in the background. You can kind of see the brick, the yeah. the, the stone. Um, so it. yeah, Oliver uh, Minor Ding is a professional graphic designer. He has done work for Charmin, like nice. the, the bear on the teepee. Yeah, and then what? he's he did the uh, Kraken on the Old Spice. Oh, that's his drawing. The deodorant. Wow, yep. that's cool. Oh, really? Yep. That's why I love that. Brand. So he um, he does this for a living and. Guess what? He plays a bagpipe, so that's how I know him. Damn. Oh, my God. So when Perfect, I wanted great. someone to draw this, I knew who to go to. I'm like, that's Oliver, can you – I mean, I, there were so many great people I could have asked, you know, Easton and Jonathan Dodd and mm -hmm. uh, J Jamie Snell and all these guys. How cool to have such a – like a stable of friends to go yeah. to. Like, hey, what, what yeah. do you want? And they're all so talented. Well, Oliver, I've, just, I've known since he was like a teenager, like playing the bagpipes, and now he's a professional graphic artist. That's so cool. Doing it's Charmin too, and – Too interesting. And Spice, so I love like, it. And he does great work. If you follow him on Instagram, he does Dracula, and he just came out with a little book for kids on Dracula that he drew and someone wrote, and uh, just a great guy. So Oliver's going to be there this year. So get the uh, festival poster and have Oliver sign it as a kind of a extra special commemorative uh, addition to the poster. Uh, 11 by 17 we'll have the poster so second year, um, it's a, it doesn't say second year, but it does have the year at the bottom, 2024. So, you know, that's the second one. And uh, he's coming out of the Little Miami River there. He's got the wand, <laughs> which is what the aliens had in the 50s. Right. Um, so that's kind of morphed into the one story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where yeah. you've got the frogman, but then you had the aliens and they had this device that had some kind of energy to it. Uh, whether it was a tool or a weapon or so, mm -hmm. some device, but I like how Oliver incorporated it into Great. Uh, a wooden wand with this magical energy kind of emitting from That's the top so of it. Cool. So he's uh, people are so they just get. I love the cryptid artwork when you go to events mm -hmm. because 
it's their interpretation. It's their right, interpretation. Right. There's no, oh, you can't draw them that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you it's go and, and look at yeah. Sherwin's piece from from my office, yeah, Sherwin has his whole take. Sherwin's on it. piece is cool. He's too, got yeah. the wand in there as well. Um, that is my favorite part of walking around the vendors too, is just seeing all the different takes. Even how they do it on merch or a sticker yeah. or you know yeah. whatever media it's on i kind of yes. want to go grab sherwin's off the wall and just it's all right <laughs> don't worry we're gonna we're gonna that's why i say come to the festival to see it yeah. come to the festival i save money see. from christmas so i can buy myself more cryptid yeah. gifts. yeah this year and bub was still hurting last year his back was all jacked up at frog that is a true story no, yeah, i still was not were, in good shape so i'm pretty, like 100 percent. so i'll be up and running around this year yep I've got to thank the sponsors. We have Small Town Monsters, and they'll be there with the table. And we have Holly Who Art, Holly Houlihan, who's doing the website for me. Uh, an amazing job uh, to uh, do that. And she'll be a vendor there. She does great art as well. Loveland Magazine is there, uh, who just a local publication. Pea House Games uh, will be a vendor there, and uh, they were nice enough to help sponsor. They're doing a cryptid card game, and so... Uh, come out, try their cryptid card game. There are prizes, and then we have disgruntled games do, that does uh, a parody and that does uh, a trading card game as well. And Bigfoot Research Gear is a sponsor as well, along with uh, Strange. You guys with the Strange Road, which again is thank you so much for that. Oh, can't Great. wait! Can't Great wait! Sponsors. Been on the calendar. Yeah. Yep. It takes a village, you know, just we yeah. all come together to help p- pull off what yep. fun it is. At noon, we're going to have a parade from the Pied Pipers of Loveland, who maybe will lead the frog out of town, like the Pied Piper led the rats out of Hamlin or the children or whatever he did. That's the Pied so Piper funny. of Hamlin, if you know that old yep. story. Yep. Yep. So being uh, in a band, I just asked a couple of my buddies play pipes if they'd come in and lead a parade. So I want everyone and anyone to come and join in. I think Frogman will be there in person to be in the parade, and we welcome any and all participants who are there to uh, join us in the parade as we march around the venue for 15 minutes or so. There you go. I have no idea what to expect, but why not? It's going to be a riot. It'll be fun. And we won't have any speakers for that 15, 20 cool. minutes. We'll we'll have a little break there. Yeah, so nice. If they so want nobody it. can miss out. Yeah, Everybody exactly. can then jump in and... Hop in the parade. Join in or just watch or however you might do it. We're going to have little ribbons that you'll get if you're in the parade that we'll hand out. That, oh, uh, Bub. We're putting Bub in the parade. I'll go. Me, bored not to run. I'll be in. Stoner probably won't. Stoner will be locked down with the with the AV room. But That's fine. I'll have a coffee. I know Bored not to run is going to be there. He's no matter where you are, you'll hear the bagpipes. <laughs> They're so loud. Dark. All right. I like that name. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, everybody. Got a lot Appreciate of, y'all lot of hanging out tonight. Here tonight. Looks like everybody well. was having fun and having some yeah. sidebars yeah. in the chat. Sorry, and... somebody earlier was saying hi to me and Bub. Hello, uh, whoever. Yeah, you I apologize. Were. Yeah, uh, it's tough to keep up with the chat, but uh, you guys are thanks for hanging uh, out with amazing. us. Amazing. We have a lot of new people in here. Uh, Frog come Man to Frogman Fest. Come to Frogman Festival. Hang out with the Strange Road. Hang out with Jeff. Go see James Willis, Jeffrey Wilson, all of our mm-hmm. friends. Get and, your fix and our yep. and all the new speakers that I can't wait to meet. Yep. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard of heard of them until I saw your flyer. So, well, that's the thing. I'm I, just super stoked to meet new people. I try to get you know, people that have not necessarily been out there, kind of on the circuit. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like uh, they have again. They're passionate and they're interesting. They have something. Uh, to talk about, and uh, I, I want to give them the floor. And, yeah, that's um, awesome. It's uh, 
not to rip on any other festival or, or any group, but uh, sometimes you get, I get the same group of speakers at all the same. Uh, kind of feel like Scooby Doo background. You're like, is this the same thing every time? You no, know, yeah. And there's, yeah. There, there are the famous ones out there. And, and hey, I, you know, it'd be great to have a famous person as a speaker. Sure. Not that our speakers aren't famous. I'm not trying to say sure. that. But um, like uh, from TV, I guess. I get what you're saying. Celebrities. Right. I get what you're yeah. saying. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I think what you're saying with that passion. Right. Comes the people that kind of run on the obsession of the edge of that blade of like, they're just like, they got to know. They want the, it's, they're out there doing the work because they want to. You were making these maps and doing map and like because you wanted to. Nobody's going, hey, Jeff. It's you a know labor what? of love. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And that's yep. what leads you to yep. the next thing and the next thing. And that map leads to Frogman Fest. And, yep. you know, yep. Mikey starting to shoot with a camera leads to what we're doing here now with the Stranger, you know, and just, it's, you got to keep working at those things. And, and, yep. Uh, We've all gotten here from interest. just being passionate. Yeah, and I know Jeffrey Wilson has turned down multiple TV shows. So I'm, to yep. say that they're not famous doesn't mean they couldn't be. Jeffrey sure. should be. He should be, and he doesn't. He doesn't want to be, and, no. and that is even more like baffling. Yeah, he, not, baffling not baffling, but just but like you get impressive. The... Like good sure. for you. Like sure. so many people would have just. I don't want to say sold themselves out, but just like, heck yeah, put me on TV. I want to be, and he was yeah. on TV, but he right. said that after two days of, I think it was National Geographic or somebody filmed them for two or three days. Wasn't probably his thing. And Graham's it boiled down American to less apocalypse. than one minute of him yeah. being on the that show. That was the ancient apocalypse. Probably. Maybe, with Graham probably. Hancock's. Yeah. He yeah. was in the Serpent Mount episode. Well, I feel like just because he wasn't the feature of that show might be why. Like if, if mm-hmm. Jeff really wanted to. Well, they gave I him mean, like. It, he's got so much content to do. A pretty quick sound. But, right. but the episode ended up being about how Graham Hancock got blocked from Ohio History Connection. I started watching and, and that. And I, and oh, you didn't watch it? Even I've started because it's oh, multiple episodes. Ancient yeah. Apocalypse? Yep. It's episode six. Series. Yeah, I've gotten that far. Really fun to watch. Really fun to watch. But it ended up becoming, I'm sure they had a lot more screen time for Jeffrey in mind. They just yeah. had to. But yeah. when they arrived. The message of that episode got. The whole thing kind of blew flipped. up in the production crew's face mm-hmm. because they were denied access. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, we do productions. We know that these things are very expensive. Right. You don't show up with the whole crew unless you have talked to Gotten all clearance. of the proper oh, channels yeah. right. and were allowed to come in and film. Yep. You don't have an audio guy, a cam op, a director, right. a producer, all who are going to have to get flown out. They had a drone guy come from Cleveland oh. uh, or Cincinnati. Yeah. So, you know, it was a, a big production. And so it just... I think Jeffrey would have had a lot more screen time if, if it hadn't shaked out the way it did. And sure. It just made OHC look horrible in the end. Um, but, you know, that's one of the things that we're trying to do is is get the word out about, you know, obviously lo- local stuff with, with Jeffrey and Frogman Festival and what yep. you're doing with the maps. Um, you know, I think we could do – we'd love to have you back and, and talk more yeah. about the maps. We haven't even talked about <laughs> Map in Black yet. Um, yeah. But you know, maybe we have you on at some point this summer, and we absolutely can, we can talk uh, hidden Ohio map and, and map and black. Yeah, we'll delve into the stories inside the map. Uh, map and black has a thousand haunted spots. Yeah, there. I'd love there to. Here's a an image real quick if you guys want to check out. Some so map and black, black, I people kept asking me, "Have you done other states after they saw Ohio?" 
And I'm like, no, Ohio's the only map I've done. And they're like, well, why don't you have one for West Virginia or Indiana or whatever state they're from? And I'm yeah. like, I know I need to do more. And <laughs> I've actually started and stopped several states and just never had the passion to recreate what I did for Ohio for some reason. Sure. Yeah. The, it's a lot. I, it's going to be two years of right of me staying up late. And closing the curtain because I freak myself out. <laughs> I don't want to look outside. Right. I, that happened when I was doing Hidden Ohio. What happened? I was just working late at night in my backyard at the house I used to live in. Um, this wasn't the one out in the woods, but it's suburban blue ash. Uh, but behind me was an office building with these big parking, big lights in the parking lot that just kind of shine down through the trees. And you're working late at night and you're looking and the lights just behind the trees. And I'm like, I know an alien's just going to like pop up <laughs> at my window and look at me or some figure is going to start across the shadows. Uh, so I don't even want to look. I'm, uh, I'm going to keep working at my computer and not look out the you're window. Gonna get that, you're going to get that call, chapstick. <laughs> God. And the family's upstairs sleeping yeah. and everything. Yeah. And Hang I up got, the phone that's not plugged in. Jeez, <laughs> Just keep looking at your screen. Don't yeah. look around. Don't look away. Yeah, I know that sensation, that feeling of like just researching even the UFO stuff. Really, was what got me. I think just really? the abductions uh, of people and and their experiences and seeing things. And I was researching that late at night, and you know, having my map out, seeing okay, where did that happen? Let me put it in. I'm like, I, you know, just so many stories UFO. Well, Stories and and the police chase in northeastern Ohio, the Neff and Spar police officers who chased this thing into Pennsylvania, and then the government came and investigated and told them they were chasing Venus as it rose in the morning sky. Shut Come up! Come on, bro. You're telling me that these police officers were chasing UFO, and then they were told that they were chasing a, a celestial body. You're going to tell me what I experienced? <clears throat> well, not just that, but the, how egregious. Like tuberous. So Spielberg probably took that story, and that's what Close Encounters. There's a, he sure. he transplanted that to Indiana, where uh, Old Stephen Dreyfus burned yep. his face and everything. Yep. Really, you think that's what that is to kind of play off of that? That police chase, because remember the police are chasing the UFOs. Yeah. They drive off rural, the rural Indiana. They drive off the road. That was now. 10 here's year, a question: Ten years in Indiana, where are the mountains? Well. <laughs> They're Sorry, rolling that, hills, yeah. That southern, question. it had to be southern Indiana then. If, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe there is some down south, but it's funny because... Well, they were rolling hills, and then yeah. he went out to Devil's Tower. Yeah. Devil's Tower is the mountain, yeah, in which Western, is a tree stump. In, in Wyoming, yep. The internet now. That's a whole different conspiracy, which stump. I love that one. That's a fun one. That, yeah. that, I got out there for the stump. first time in 2020 and got to see it, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. Did you stay uh, near there, or did you just pass through and go see it? I passed through, but actually my uncle um, lived seven miles from there at Oh, my time. gosh. The same uncle that moved to Serpent Mound area. What? He, uh, ret- he semi-retired out there. We think in 1999 because he thought Y2K was going to be a thing. Yes. And I know you're not watching this, Uncle Dave. Uh, maybe you will, but because you could probably watch YouTube. But um, he, um, we think he semi-retired to go out to the middle of nowhere. So when the computers crashed, hey. he would be a kind of a survivalist. Yeah. So he was seven miles from uh, Devil's Tower. His, his wife actually worked at the gift shop for one summer. Wow. At the Devil's Tower. It's impressive. Wow. Gift yeah, shop. It's super impressive. And uh, so when he moved to Ohio, he moved to Ohio to be near me. He and his, my aunt, um, Carrie, um, 
we went out there and stayed with him and uh, drove, he drove the U-Haul and I drove one of his cars back to Ohio. Uh, so we, I got to see it very briefly, but I didn't get to go up to it. So I, I took my kids out when they graduated high school uh, in 2020. And uh, this was during COVID, <laughs> when COVID first Yeah, hit. yeah. Uh, we uh, went out there and we went to Glacier National Park and wow. got to see that, which is an amazing park. And we yeah. went down to Yellowstone and then we went across Wyoming and we went to one of my favorite spots on Map and Black, which is um, a medicine wheel in northern Wyoming, which mm-hmm. we can talk about in, in future episodes. Yeah. We got invited to that. What? Yeah. Last summer, it didn't work out. Uh, last fall, um, our buddy, um, him and his brother, they do these vision quests. And uh, we met him through Tom and Terry from mm-hmm. House of Fake sure. Ups Alternate Universe. Yep. They were they came to an event. That makes sense. Yep. At, at one of their events. And it's uh, Adam Shield of the Feather, if you guys want to follow him on Instagram. And his brother, Izzy, who's a, a, a hand pan player mm-hmm. and uh, indigenous... Mm-hmm. A musician, mm-hmm. he, amazing dude, but um, but they invited us to come and shoot some stuff, and I can't remember what popped up. We had some gig that popped up, yeah, and uh, but that met they were doing an event out that medicine wheel, and so one uh, day, yeah, I will make it there. It's remote, and uh, a buddy of mine, Ed Wright, uh, went out there and um, saw it and, and mentioned it's worth stopping. And uh, I, I was researching it on my map. So yeah. after I put it on the map and learned more about it, I saw that it was just a minor detour as we drove from Yellowstone to nice. Devil's Tower. Nice. So if you're ever out at either one of those two, uh, you might look at making a trip out to the Medicine Wheel, yeah, which is a rock structure. Uh, uh, Native Americans used rocks to create basically a wheel with 33 spokes. Uh, those 33 spokes may represent, I believe, the 33 ribs of a buffalo. I'm not, don't quote me on that for sure, because I'm not sure if an animal has odd number of ribs or even number. You think they'd be even? Yeah. So I, I want to say maybe I've got the number wrong, or but there's some significance or maybe they do have 30, maybe like they have one extra on one side or something, but yeah. but there's a significance with the buffalo and um, it's, it's just an amazing, and you have to, you're not allowed to drive up to it because it's sacred. Yeah. So you park, and we were there in July, mid-July, we park and we're walking up and uh, it's in the uh, kind of the Bighorn Mountains that go along the uh, Montana-Wyoming border. And um, th- there was a huge bank of snow still left because it's pretty high in elevation. Wow! And um, it's but it was mid July. I had shorts on because it was warm, but the snow was like in the shade, and like we were making snowballs and, yeah. and throwing them. And I made like a snow angel on the side of the hill. <laughs> uh, but you have to walk, you know, a good ways to get up to this actual uh, medicine cool. wheel. So very just fun. Uh, interesting uh, experience to have to to go up there and see that. I love out west. So remote. I love it. So yeah. remote. It's yep. beautiful Crazy. drive. Just these hairpin turns going up one side of the mountain, and you get to the top, and there it is up there. And then you drive down the other side, and you see the vast plains opening up there as you descend down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, towards uh, the Dakotas. So, uh, yeah, beautiful land. So much to discover out in those parts of the country. And nothing's close. But if, when right. you're out there, you're like, when am I going to be out there again? Yeah. 
So I was at Glacier. Yeah, it's eight hours down Yellowstone, but we got to go. That's when you're like, six hours? That's nothing. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. not even a full day drive. I can do six hours standing we've, on my head. We'll leave done, at 7 a.m. You've done long, long hours on the road. I'll tell you what. Bub's a road warrior driver. The last time we went out west, the weirdest part was we woke up. We were in Iowa. My wife and I took my brother's minivan. Mm-hmm. We you know, flipped all the seats down the back. We packed our all of our stuff, camping gear, packed our little dog. We wake up in Iowa and we're back in this van and we hear all these noises going over top. We're like, what the hell is that? And we look up and here's all these pelicans. <laughs> like I said, it was just like a river of pelicans like flying over the top of the car. And we're like, this can't be really happening. <laughs> and it turned out that is like their migratory path. Like mm-hmm. this through this select cut of Iowa is where all these pelicans go. And we're like, this can't be real. Oh, thousands of them. They just didn't seem like they were going to stop. Yeah. It was just I. You never think you're gonna see something like that, yeah. Like a Nat Geo moment, because that to me was like that's a Nat Geo moment. I didn't film it or anything, but yeah. I lived it and watched it. And was like I remember just thinking this is so bizarre because we're so often just not in that moment, or at least yeah. we're not here, and you right. know, being surrounded more by the the city and concrete jungle, yep. if you will. Oh yeah. Um, you know, to see a deer, you know, even a car. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I Turkey saw an animal or something. Yeah. Right. Somebody did ask Jeff if you're going to have the maps maps for sale yeah. at Frogman Festival. Yes, Heather, uh, the maps yes. will be at at the festival, and I'm happy to um, have those there for <clears> you uh, to buy, and I'm happy to sign it if you want. Um, I do that if people ask. Happy to. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Hidden Ohio and Map in Black will be there, and I have some state prints that I did on like 11 by 17 that are. Uh, have an antique look to them that are just more kind of for show and not as functional as the big maps. And so I've got so some different variety of maps. This is map in black, this image. That is. Um, the that whole country. Have. Yep. That's – so how big is that right there? That is the how same as – that table? Because that table looks enormous. <laughs> you can look at the uh, seat. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my size, yeah. kitchen table. The map is 38 by 50. But it does fold up like Hidden Ohio. Oh, yeah. okay. It's the same same dimension. proportion, same yeah. fold. It folds up to five Look by at the ten. Detail, man. It's a Frodo Baggins. You, oh my gosh, that took ten years to do. I yeah. was gonna say, right? Yeah, that's a Frodo. Because it's about Hobbit size. Map in Black is a lot more recent. So, for right. Hidden Ohio was two thousand seven. Yeah. Map in Black came out 2020. 2020 nice. So fairly recent. And if COVID had not happened, it's, I'd still probably be working on it. But when yeah. the, Pandemic hit. I got sent home uh, to work uh, remotely, and there was my kids were in college, yeah. and I uh, didn't have any extra. The pipe band couldn't meet because you can't yep. play bagpipes during COVID because you're basically yeah. emitting breath <laughs> yeah. through three pipes. Oh boy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I sat home all day and just finished uh, the research and, and for Map in Black. Nice. And then that's the Hidden Ohio. That's what it looks like when it comes off the printing press. Yeah, and then so cool. they fold it up, and they have a folding machine. It's the largest folding machine in the world Wow! at that map printer. It's Williams and Hines Map Company outside of Washington, D.C. What? They print the maps for me, and they send me a proof uh, to uh, OK before they print the that's rest so of them. Cool. So that's what that is. That's a proof. That's so that's cool. That's why all the colors are along the side, so they can make yeah. sure that their colors... Are are correct. 
that's why I had an anxiety attack. You can tell that there's some machine that folds that because yep. once you unfold it, I'm glad you're here. So if we, because I'll show I, you how to fold I've it up. I've been afraid oh, yeah, it to, needs to unfold be it, but I've been afraid to unfold it. But yeah. we have the creator here. We're we're gonna do that. There's a way. It's called uh, an accordion fold, and then you yes. fold it in half and half and half. Yeah, but every map would be different. There's a state map. Like I do a couple different state prints. That one's Kentucky, and and it's just it's a like kind of a. Uh, map in black light, like it's mm-hmm. uh, the greatest hits of the <laughs> paranormal world. On the yeah, it's the highlights of some of the because you can't right fit them all. And Area fifty one. That's from Map in Black. That's a zoom in of the area around Las Vegas. I've got Area fifty one on there. The ghostly handprint means that's a haunted area. So Boulder Dam Hotel um, in Boulder City is a haunted place. Uh, the orange circle with the kind of the spoke in the middle is an ancient American earthwork. Nice. Um, and I actually, that's the first edition map. I actually changed that symbol for the, I did a second print run of map in black. Um, and I made it smaller and I made it purple without the orange in front of it. Because when you look at the entire map of map in black and you see all those orange dots, it looks like the map has chicken pox. <laughs> To my eye, no, and I, mean, I thought purple's a good choice. It looks great when you're zoomed in, yeah. Uh, and Orange you see is one, very, it's it pops out, out. yeah. And, and I don't want the mounds to pop out more than anything else, I mm-hmm. want them all to be equal. And the mounds were popping out when you look at the entire map. And you know, when I'm working on the map, I'm zoomed in on a computer screen looking at one little area, and it's hard to get the big picture, yeah, until the map actually is printed and comes out. So uh, that was fine. It works fine. But to me, I just, for aesthetic reasons, thought I should probably tweak that a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, the map company, um, Williams and Hines, uh, submitted my map. They were proud of the way they were able to get the printing so uh, detailed. Uh, and that's all them. That's all their technology. And using old German print press, six press, however that all is works wow. uh, a, a six uh there's a name for it um we got a buddy in the printing industry okay yeah. that the book factory yeah Indeed. that does some very old world techniques yeah. you know sewn bound this that like just stuff that, like, yeah. what you're talking about where right. you're like you wouldn't think it would be this machine that actually does this but actually yeah he's a wizard somehow this is the thing that still is you got in to get the today. colors to red the registration mm-hmm. together and um, it's too wild and uh just so here's a funny do we have a, a couple more minutes sure. yeah go ahead absolutely i called it map in black because the base map of the country was going to be black with white text on top and and then different colors and they uh I sent it to the printer, and they printed the front with that, and the the, the U.S. had a black base map, and, and Canada, any of the land, you know, Mexico, whatever's showing on the map, had a black base map uh, with white text, because, you know, white text over black works. Sure. Uh, and then all the different symbols and colors, and, and the roads, and, and the parks were in green, and then the, the water was blue for, you know, the Atlantic, and like any standard map, the water was blue. So when you lay down a lot of black ink, you have to use all the colors to get black right. in printing. Uh, C-M-Y-K, cyan, yellow, magenta, yeah. and then the K stands for black. 
and, and combinations of those. So to get black, you have to lay down all these colors, and then you have to knock out the black so the white shows. So you don't print black right there, uh, wherever you're going to have white text or other colors. So, um, so they're doing all this, and the map, the paper's getting so much ink on it to get all the right on it that it absorbed it and it started to warp the paper oh yeah and then they got to run it through the print four times for each color cyan yellow magenta and and then the black so they're um they're running it through trying to keep that paper flat and it you know when something gets thick of ink or wet you know the wetness of the ink or any kind of wet material on paper it starts to wobble Mm -hmm. and and uh, and that stays straight. So they're having trouble keeping the registration uh, right over top each other. So if you need to run red and then yellow to get, you know, a color for the name of uh, a certain area, it, it it wasn't hitting the exact same same spot. So it was getting blurry. So they mm. mentioned this to me, and they actually sent me the proof, and it didn't look good. Mm. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, uh, my map can't be black. Yeah. And I called it Map in Black because I wanted a black base map because there really is no black maps out there. And I know why now, because you can't print <laughs> all black. That's and you can do great. some black, but yeah. if you do too much, it's too just, much is too much. It's gonna Yeah, it's, it's like when you spill coffee on your notebook when you're you notice you know, how that paper just Yeah, and it starts to it. warp and yep. it's exactly. you got the waves. So I'm like, well, I already have the website. <laughs> That's too I love the title because it's sort of a play on. It still works. Man. It's a sort of a play on like Men in Black. Yeah, I love it. Um, and um, so what I did was I like okay I can make the water black because that's not much of the map. It's just the sides. And then, but I'm going to have to change everything. It took me three or four months, and I'd already like pre-sold maps to people uh, to help cover some of the expenses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I had to. Tell them all, like, you can have your money back if you want, but I need to redo the colors of the map. And it's just not going in and doing a couple of clicks because I had to, some layers, you could just change everything all at once. Just pick, you know, yeah. a layer. And I had like 30 layers on in my computer program of different layers that are shown on the map. You know, the haunted places is one layer and UFOs is one layer. But I had to go in and change the text um, a lot, sometimes manually, down to each letter clicking on it. So it, it took me a long time to get that kind of flip-flopped where the land was now white background and the, the oceans were uh, black. And then they were blue, so then I had to change the colors. I have a lot of text Dang. over the water of listings of haunted places. So it was just a lot of work, but yeah, that's a lot of trial and error. It, it was trial and error, but, but man, you nailed it. It came out. It came out great. But the print company was so great in telling me, like, we can do this, but we think you should look at it first because they didn't have yeah. to, and because I sent it to them, and like I signed off on it, but they're yeah. like. You should look at this because we don't think you're going to like it. That's <laughs> so. I was really appreciative. Williams and Hines, oh, yeah, for sure, thumbs for up sure. to them. Well, to be to make make a product too, you don't want you as the person getting it that they make it and they go here, yeah. here well, here's what yeah. you wanted, and yeah. you go this looks like garbage because right. then it looks like they made mm-hmm. you a bad product yep. too. So yep. can I just say I was under the impression I get that now. Men in Black, Men yeah. in Black. Uh-huh. I thought it was an ACDC reference. Well, that too. Like, it is. I always say that. I have to say. That's what I thought it was. Black and black. 
It, it was both. I, I was going to mention that too, but I'm like, I don't know if people would be like, that's weird reference. But yeah. I'd love for someone to do a parody of that. Yes. Yep. Oh, we could do it. We could do it. Dude. You've got your guitar. I'll put it on. I'll put it. I'll put it to work. ACDC was my Back in black. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, shoot. I mean, Jeff, will you come on when the dust, Absolutely. dust settles yeah. after Frogman Fest? For sure. And yeah. we can drill into these maps. And, yeah. post a frog Yeah. Let's uh, – <laughs> Post-Frogman, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm super frog-a- interested in, in just now. all the research that you did in some of your sure. favorite places and all that. I'd Absolutely. love to dig into that. Yep. Uh, it's getting late. We can start putting this baby to bed. Uh, but again <laughs> – frogmanfestival.org guys you got to go get your tickets there's get links there. to the facebook group uh sorry the facebook event page uh links are in the description get a movie there's, ticket go see the uh, premiere any which way to you know purchase tickets to the movie it's all there um and also jeff you want to let people know social medias or how else they can find your work and yeah map in black on facebook or hidden ohio map and guide on facebook for some reason i have a page for these guys on facebook themselves uh instagram it's map in black or frogman festival uh specifically for that and then i'm on facebook J underscore R underscore Craig, if you want to follow just me personally on Facebook or on Instagram. And then uh, mappinblack.com to buy that or celticmaps.com to buy the Hidden Ohio map. There you go. Fantastic. Jeff, Dude. thank you so, for me. so very much. Uh, it's a great show. Breaking down Frogman Festival, talking about cartography. This has been an incredible episode. Uh, you guys can find us at The Strange Road on all the social media platforms. Make sure you hit that new Discord link, guys. Join Check in the out. fun. It's already tons of engagement. You guys are in there blowing it up, tossing links in yeah. there, having great conversations already. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been great seeing all the engagement we got backyard tv we had born not to run all one same heather Sess in the city mopar phil uh mr e from cryptids of the corn was in here of course as always go follow necro mechanimal on instagram always doing that dope artwork for us we had jessica in here tonight uh so many others i'm sorry if i uh missed you there but we appreciate each and every one of you guys Big Keep thanks to Stoner, too, for yes. audio troubleshooting and yes. early on and for everybody hanging in there. Yes, the Stoner, the loner, and master control with, <laughs> with very little lighting because without the internet, our entire studio is rigged with smart lights. So <laughs> about no 75 per, I had to turn the studio lights on back here um, that are the wall lights by hand. I've never clicked a button. They're all right behind the, the artwork that you see. Yeah. There's a little switch. Like I said, I walked never, in this morning. Morning and went, hello, Google, and turn them on manually. Nope, not working today. <laughs> yes. Uh, turn on the lights. You would have never known. It looks. It all looks great. I saw someone else who was from Blue Ash. Um, if you're at Frogman, say hello. Absolutely. I'm sure we know people and uh, hung out at the same places, some great places in Blue Ash yep. as well. Blue For Ash sure. Chili oh, is the local that's uh, place. The jam. Yep. Yeah, Nick's Dancing Lights. 
Um, I know we had some some folks. I, I recognize some of those names from the Discord server already. Cool. So all to you guys that are new to the Strange Road, new to Jeff Craig, we appreciate you guys. Frogs. So, That's so right. much. Thank it's you for that. Fun. Ending in the Frogman emojis. Oh, yeah. That's rule. Uh, we are signing out. Much love to all of you. Take care, and hopefully we see you at Frogman Fest.